Yo, this is David back again with another episode of the Blood and Fire Radio Podcast. This is episode number 97. And uh, yes, if you saw my message on Facebook, this should be coming to you probably a day late. I played a gig uh, with Giant of the Mountain on Friday night, and um, they just blare the music in between bands, and you're just kind of shouting over it to talk to your bandmates or talk to anyone pretty much so uh you know it sucks because you try to kind of preserve your voice for the performance because i'm not growling or screaming or anything i have to do you know clean vocals so i try to preserve the voice but then you're just shouting over music all night so the performance was fine the gig went well but yeah my voice was very tired my voice and my body was very tired uh for saturday so i just wasn't really feeling it, recording a whole episode here. I didn't think my voice could handle it either, so I just decided to push it back an extra day. So here we are, episode 97, creeping ever closer to episode 100. I'm excited. Uh, all right, let's kick things off with a bang. This song is short and sweet, very intense. Um, this band is out of Germany. They've been around since 02. The band is Obscura, and uh, they're one that I really didn't check out much until recent years because in my mind they were just super technical which they are but um, I know that bands like that have not really been my cup of tea for quite some time Um, but upon really actually diving in and giving them a solid shot um, there's so much melodic content in their discography that uh, it's really exceptional. It's not just technical. There's there's a lot of really good uh, sense of melody throughout their their songs, even with lineup changes and things like that. So I'm going to play something off of their upcoming sixth album called A Valediction. It's going to be coming out through Nuclear Blast on November 19th of this year. But they just released the first single and music video and everything. And I was uh, highly anticipating this because of the lineup change. So, big fan of their previous drummer. Um, of course, they, they had Hannes Grossman um, earlier in their in their career. And then once he left, uh, he was replaced by Sebastian Lancer. And he is fantastic. Big fan of his. Very, very creative drummer. Um, and he recently left. Pretty much the entire band left. Um, apart from Stefan, the guitar player and vocalist. Um, so yeah, Raphael, the lead guitar player, and then Sebastian, the drummer, and, uh, what's the bass player's name? Linus. Uh, they all three left at the same time, and they've since formed a new band called, uh, Obsidious, and they just released their first single and music video recently. And that, musically, was fantastic, but I really don't like the vocalist that they, uh, they chose. He's a great vocalist, he just, it just doesn't work. It just doesn't fit to me. But, um... Still going to check out their album whenever it comes out. But yes, a lot of people were wondering um, how Obscura was going to sound, having to replace the entire band, pretty much. But basically, Stefan just kind of went back in time (laughs) and approached some former members about returning. And they did. And, um, yeah, so he's got, what's his name, Christian... Is it Munzer? Or is it Musner? I don't, can't remember if the Z comes before the N or vice versa. 
But yeah, he was in the band before for a couple of records, and he's phenomenal lead guitar player. And then uh, he also got their um, original bass player back, who is also fantastic. Um, but drum-wise, I was very anxious to see who they would pick on drums, and they picked uh, David DePold. David DePold is probably one of the best drummers in Austria, and um, if you know anything about him, he's got a million you know drum covers on uh, on YouTube. And he's been an active participant on the uh, Drum Technique Academy with a lot of instructional videos and things like that. He's filled in live with, you know, with Hate. Um, uh, plenty of other bands that are slipping my mind right now, but he's exceptional. Um, so yeah, I was kind of psyched to hear that he was going to be the guy to replace Sebastian, but he he's not as much of a finesse flashy player as Sebastian was, so I was curious kind of how he would uh, he would do in Obscura. And it's really hard to tell from this first single because I think that they definitely wanted to release a single that was very hard-hitting right out of the gate. And this suits David DePold's style uh, very much so. So it's very intense, lots of extremely fast double bass and blasting and things like that. Um, but it's a, it's a good song, short and sweet, uh, memorable, and I'm just anxious to hear the rest of this record. But got a few more months to wait here, so... Off of their upcoming album, A Valediction, this is Obscura with Solaris.
Night. That was Obscura with Solaris. I almost missed my cue to, to jump in and start talking again there because I'm kind of keeping an eye on the on the old CONCACAF, uh, the Gold Cup. The Gold Cup final, soccer, USA versus Mexico. But they're in extra time and the USA just scored with like a minute to spare in this match. Um, nobody cares. Anyways, <laughs> that was Obscura with Solaris. Excellent song. Um, the drumming is just phenomenal. I can't wait to hear the rest of that album. Uh, Alright, we're going to Germany again here. This band has been around uh, quite a long time. They've been around since 88. The band is Disaster. I have played them before on uh, on the podcast off of a different record. But they're on Metal Blade. They've got nine albums total. I'm going to play something off of their fifth uh, album called Angel Horror that came out in August of 05 through Metal Blade and um, the thing that always kind of draws me to this particular album of theirs is the production. I think just given their style that the production on this album is uh, the one that is kind of best suited to their material but um, yeah they're just kind of kind of thrashy and I, I mean you've heard them before on a previous episode but I haven't checked out all nine of their albums but uh, I'd say probably the stuff Maybe from this album onwards, I haven't checked out the really early stuff, honestly, uh, just the more recent records, but their last couple have been very, very good, to my ears at least. So yes, let's waste no time here. <laughs> Off of their album Angel Whore, this is Disaster with Revelation Genocide. <laughs> Let's 
Disaster from Germany with Revelation Genocide. Yeah, they've always kind of played just kind of this somewhat thrashy, just kind of stripped down primitive metal that kind of it's harsh enough to where it could kind of fit into kind of a black metal crowd, I guess. But they're certainly not really, a, you know, a black metal band or anything like that. But it's just kind of gritty and dirty, and I like it. I especially like, uh, as I said, their their last couple of records have been uh, have been really good. Uh, but speaking of stripped down and primitive, we're going to kind of keep it in that vein here for the next one. I'm going to play a local band here out of uh, out of Dallas in the old USA. Been around since 2010. I've played shows on the same bill, you know, as them before. Uh, the band is Steel Bearing Hand, and I admittedly had not checked out any of their recorded material because just based on, um, you know, what I heard live whenever we play shows together it just wasn't my thing it wasn't bad but it was just all 
like D beat, you know, uh, the same drum pattern in almost every song, and it was kind of fast and intense, but it just wasn't uh, particularly memorable to me. But um, whenever they released this newest album, their second album, uh, their previous one came out in 2016, so there's a five-year gap here, and they just put out their second album called Slay in Hell. came out in April of this year through Carbonized Records, but whenever that album came out, lots of people were talking about it, just people kind of that I knew in the local scene and stuff were just kind of con congratulating them on this new album and talking about uh, what, a, what an excellent record it is. So it just kind of prompted me to uh, to finally check out you know one of their uh, one of their albums, and I was surprised. It was good. It wasn't quite what I remembered um, from the live shows back in the day. This was more. I mean, it's still very stripped down and primitive, um, but that's the idea. But yeah, it's more diverse than what I remember hearing live, as far as the tempos and drum patterns and things like that. It's it's uh, there's more to it, you know, and I like it a lot. I really do like this album uh, quite a bit. It, it genuinely surprised me, but um, but yeah, they're still going, and um, this album has received a lot of praise, so yeah, it's high time that I play something off of it, so off of their second album, Slay in Hell, this is Steel Bearing Hand with Tomb Spawn.
right, that was Steel Bearing Hand with Tomb Spawn. Yeah, it's a great record. Old Wyatt, Wyatt Burton and crew, they put together something really cool here. Uh, whenever we would play shows with them back in the day, it was a two-piece. <laughs> we played at this little taqueria in Dallas that, uh, you know, served food during the day, and then at night they would book shows, and they would move all the tables and chairs out of the way, and then these metal shows would occur there, and it was the weirdest thing but they were still pretty fun. Um, there's no real stage, and all they ever had was like microphones, uh, like a PA just for the vocals, pretty much. So there's nothing else was mic'd up drum-wise or amps or anything like that. But yeah, it used to just be Wyatt doing guitar and vocals and uh, his drummer at the time, and that was it. <laughs> but yeah, they've come a long way. Uh, all right, we're jumping to the Netherlands here. This band existed initially from 86 to 94, and then there was a long space in between, and they reformed in 2008, and they're still going strong now. That band is Pestilence, and Pestilence really was more kind of thrash-based for the first couple of records. Um, of course, the second album, uh, Consuming Impulse, is kind of considered a classic. It had Martin Van Drunen from uh, Asphyx on vocals, and he put in an excellent performance on that record. The songs were great. Um, after that, I'm going to play something off of the album that followed that. Uh, it's called Testimony of the Ancients. That came out in September of 91 through RC Records. So that was album number three, and Martin Van Drunen had left at that point. Either left or had been fired, I don't even know. Um, I, think he, I think he just left so he could focus more on, on uh, Asphyx. But, um, but yeah, the guitar player, Patrick uh, Mameli, I believe is his last name, but he just took over vocal duties from there on out and uh, still does, you know, guitar and vocals to this day. But yeah, this was the album um, where they started to get more technical. And this is, to me, their last, like, great album. The first three are great. Um, this one started getting a little more technical. The fourth album, they started incorporating a lot of real, like, jazzy elements in there. I guess they were kind of following suit of a band like, you know, Cynic uh, or Atheist and things like that. And, uh, you know, further adding to that sort of connection is, I'm pretty sure, on that album Spheres, they actually had Tony Choi from Atheist doing bass on that album. So it just kind of uh, lends to that comparison even more. But, um, yeah, Spheres was one that kind of... Uh, people didn't quite get at the time. Uh, a lot of people still really like that record. I myself didn't really care for it that much. But um, since they reformed in 08, they've kind of retained a harder, you know, death metal edge. So I'd say the newer stuff is trying to kind of recapture that Testimony of the Ancients um, kind of vibe. Um, they just released a new record, actually. I can't remember the name of it off the top of my head, but it's not bad. It has um, Martin Vanderplicht formerly of God Dethroned and Prostitute Disfigurement. He's an excellent drummer, but he actually left God Dethroned. He seemed like he was kind of on the way out for a little while there, but uh, yeah, because God Dethroned wasn't doing much, and then he ended up doing a bunch of live stuff for uh, Karak Angren, who, which I don't like that band at all, but um, he was doing some tours with them, and then he was doing some tours with, uh, with Pestilence, and... Um, and then they announced him as a full-time member, so I figured it was a matter of time, just because Pestilence plays a lot, you know, live. Um, I figured he wouldn't be able to do both bands at once, and sure enough, uh, they did a formal announcement, you know, about a month ago, I guess, that he was uh, leaving God Dethroned, so now Pestilence is his full-time gig. 
But uh, anyways, let's uh, let's reset here. I'm gonna play something off of the third record, Testimony of the Ancients. This one, there's a lot of memorable tunes on this one, because while they were starting to experiment more and make things a little more technical, the songs were still just really good, really well-structured and, uh, and very memorable. But, um, but yes, here we go. Off of Testimony of the Ancients, this is Pestilence with Lost Souls. Oh 
That was Pestilence with Lost Souls. Great record. A classic record for sure. And their last, like, really great one to me. The newer stuff is still good, but it just doesn't quite capture that same feel as the 90s stuff. Uh, Alright, we're jumping to the UK here. This is a band that I had never heard of at all during their first uh, stint. They existed from 98 to 04, and then they uh, reformed in 2014 and are still going now. Um, the reason I never heard of them was because they weren't releasing any albums, <laughs> I guess. The band is Heathen Deity from the UK. And uh, they've released, you know, some demos and some EPs and things like that during that first stint from 98 to 04. Um, but they just released their debut finally on uh, June 9th of this year through uh, Cult Never Dies. Which Cult Never Dies is was initially kind of like a publishing uh, group or publishing company, I guess. You know, with Dial Patterson in the UK and a lot of his black metal books. And uh, he has since kind of licensed, you know, several other books to be released through his, you know, company, um, and, you know, ones that he didn't write. <laughs> he he releases his own books, of course, but yeah, there's lots of other great, you know, metal books and things, and uh, compilations of old metal magazines and things like that, where they just take all the issues of some magazine that existed in the 90s in Italy or something like that, and they'll just put it all together into a book and release it and stuff like that. It's a really cool, you know, you should check out their site. They've even gotten uh, merchandise licensing or whatever. I'm not even sure if licensing is the right word there. I'm not sure what what you need to obtain in order to print and release somebody else's, another band's, you know, merch. But whatever permissions he needed, <laughs> he got. So there's all sorts of uh, formerly, formerly out, out of print, you know, shirts and stuff that is now being reprinted and re-released uh, through Cult Never Dies. So you should check out their site. But uh, yes, it's also kind of a, turned into a record label of sorts. So, uh, I can't remember who else has had a release through them recently, but yeah, this is one that uh, they've been pushing a lot. Uh, the debut album, as I said, came out on June 9th. It's called True English Black Metal, and it's got a real, you know, very kind... I, I would say stereotypical, but I don't mean that in a bad way, per se. It's just a very, a very black metal cover. <laughs> it's black and white. Looks like it's kind of pencil-drawn, you know. Um, but it suits the material for sure. It's it's very straightforward, well done black metal. Uh, the production's great, and just given how long they've been around, it's just nice that they finally were able to get it together enough to to release a full length album finally, and um, and it's great. I guess it was worth the wait. But yes, if you haven't heard it, check it out. So here we go, off of their debut, True English Black Metal. This is Heathen Deity with The Black Goat Infernal.
right there we have it that was heathen deity from the uk with the black goat infernal off of their debut album true english black metal i love the kind of black and roll vibe they have going on through uh through much of that song but it's a great record if you haven't heard it um you should check it out check it out for sure all right i'm gonna do a little self-indulgent nonsense here and play my own band <laughs> so we're going back to texas here in the usa so yeah, I'm going to play uh, one of the newer Krigsgrove singles here. Our new album, uh, The Sundering, is coming out this upcoming Friday, August 6th, through Wise Blood Records. It's our sixth album overall, which is very strange to say. It's, you know, I formed this with my friend Chris in 2004, just out of my bedroom at my parents' house, pretty much, just kind of demoing some riffs and stuff and asked Chris if he wanted to sing on it and if he felt like he could because he had never really been in a band before or anything like that so I said do you think you can scream like that and he said I can give it a shot and then he it took him a little while to kind of find his voice find what was comfortable but he found it and then we just kind of went from there but um had a couple of you know really stupid names early on I remember Black Winter was one of them which is not creative at all and uh yeah we saw there was like three other bands with that names you know whenever we researched this we were like yeah well we're gonna have to change this but but yes we have come a long way here so the new album um was mostly written by our guitar player and vocalist justin whenever he gets on a roll there's really no stopping him so he wrote uh several of the songs you know music and lyrics uh, for this album, I wrote one song of music and two songs of lyrics. And Cody Daniels, who I'm also in Giant of the Mountain with, um, this is his first release with Krigsgrove. He had filled in in the past, you know, filling in for Justin for our East Coast tour. Uh, there was an album release show in Dallas that he filled in uh, for, for Justin back in like 2014. So he's always been kind of part of the family, part of the Krigsgrove family. But, um, but yeah, we just kind of asked him to join maybe three years ago now and um and yeah it's it's been great <laughs> it's been great you know he his skills are are phenomenal of course um but his his songwriting ability and he wrote lyrics as well he wrote two songs of music and one song of lyrics uh on this new album as well so we all kind of contributed lyrically and musically and um it's just been constant communication of course justin living a few hours away you know our our main means of communicating is just through a, a group you know messaging chat type thing but uh yeah just sending each other ideas and building off of them and we're just going to keep this thing rolling we've already got plans for what we're going to do next year uh release wise and um and i guess i can try to spill the beans on this a little bit but um this year is the 10th anniversary of the album Lux Capta Est that I put out in 2011, um, where I played everything, wrote everything, musically, lyrically, um, and arranged it all, recorded it all, and uh, of course I can't scream or growl, so I had uh, my friend Jared, who was the singer for Obsidian Throne, which was another one of my bands at the time, uh, so I just asked him if he wouldn't mind doing vocals on the record, and he did a great job. But that one was kind of a game-changer record because that's the one that uh, my friends, you know, Justin and Corey, had heard and loved and said, dude, you have to turn this into like a full band 
because we really want to be a part of that and we really want to play those songs live because they're great and you know so that that album really kind of kick-started um Kriegsgrove into this other chapter and you know and now look where we are now so but yes, I'm going to I'm going to try and do a remix and remaster and release it before the uh, the year is out, probably just digitally. You know, we have some fresh artwork for it as well. So um, that album has some some great songs on it and uh, I'm going to just try and make it sound better sonically with a good remix and remaster and and just kind of put it out there for a 10th anniversary sort of uh, just a fun thing to do, I guess. But anyways, this new album we are super proud of and uh it's got a great production just very wall of sound and it just suits the material really well but this song i know i'm i'm yammering away here but this song that i'm about to play was the first song written for this new record and it was written by cody because we were kind of kicking around some riffs and ideas and stuff but nothing was really getting getting the ball rolling uh, full steam, you know, so to speak, until this. And Cody wrote it, and he wasn't sure if it was going to be suitable for Krigsgraw, but he just sent it to us, and uh, and we both loved it, me and Justin, and Justin especially was just really captivated by the kind of uh, high-energy vibe that it had, because the last album was so slow and gloomy, um, and it was, I really liked the last album too. But yeah, this one just kind of had a real vibrance to it that uh, that we weren't expecting, and it just kind of kick-started the creative juices for the rest of the album from there. So this was really the catalyst for all of it. So here we go, off of our new record, The Sundering. This is Grove with Absence.
All right. That was Kriegsgrave with Absence. That's actually one of the ones that I did lyrics for. Um, yeah, great song. Really well put together. Definitely the most concise songs that we've ever had. The songs are a lot shorter overall compared to previous releases, and I think that it uh, it's beneficial to the finished product here. But yes, this album, The Sundering, is coming out this upcoming Friday, August 6th, through Wise Blood Records. Yeah, if you've pre-ordered it, you should have already received your copy, actually. So, um, you know, if you pre-ordered a physical copy, it was supposed to get to you a week early, which is pretty cool. But, um, yeah, physical copies are still out there for you to order. It's on CD. It's on cassette. Uh, it'll be released digitally through Wise Blood, um, like through Bandcamp and everything, our, our band uh, Bandcamp, and through the Wise Blood Bandcamp. And uh, it's going to be out there on Spotify as well as, uh, you know, all the other ones, Pandora and iHeartRadio and all that kind of stuff, streaming places. So yes, be on the lookout for it uh, at the end of this week. So, All right, we are jumping to North Carolina here in the USA. This is a one-man band that's been around since 2019. Just released a few demos, but um, really this is just kind of me <laughs> just throwing it out there to see what I find of just searching for what are some of the better black metal and death metal demos of 2021 so far is pretty much what I looked up and um, just based on some of the results I was seeing I was just kind of checking out this band and that band and I ended up kind of landing on this one and figured I would uh, you know shed some light on it and uh, if, you know maybe it'll it'll reach some people that otherwise wouldn't have heard of it type thing band is called Winter Lantern, and basically it's just kind of atmospheric, very kind of melodic black metal. Um, it's just meant to be kind of in that, uh, you know, that depressive style, almost Zaster-esque, but um, it's more just based on atmosphere created by the guitars versus, you know, a lot of uh, big keyboards and things like that. So yeah, it's it's certainly not uh, reinventing the wheel or anything like that. There's a lot of bands that play in this style. But this person does do it well. And uh, yeah, they haven't released any full lengths yet or anything like that. But uh, they're up to their third demo now. So I'm going to play something off of that third one, the most recent one. Uh, the demo is called Festering Vampirism. And it came out on July 9th. So it's still pretty fresh here, just a few weeks old. Um, I think this is technically released through a label. It shows that it's, you know, being released through Cursed Oath Records. Um, so yes, I'm not sure if this is a standalone demo, or maybe since it's being released through a label, maybe it's a compilation of new material and stuff from the previous two demos. I'm not entirely sure. But uh, yeah, this is the most recent uh, release, so... Just wanting to kind of do my part to kind of spread some awareness of this band, so... Off of the new demo, Festering Vampirism, this is Winter Lantern with Strangling Ritual.
that was Winter Lantern from North Carolina with Strangling Ritual. Um, yeah, you see what I mean, where it's kind of clearly atmospheric uh, black metal, but the atmosphere is like solely created from from the riffing. You know, there's no reliance on uh, on keys and things like that. Uh, but it's not bad. It's not bad. It's not blowing me away or anything, but it's not bad. Um, all right, we're jumping to Serbia here out of Belgrade. This band's been around since 2001, and they've put out nine records, and I have never heard of them once until, <laughs> like, maybe two months ago, if that. It was probably more recent than that. But I just checked them out, didn't know anything about them, and liked what I heard. I, I've really only heard this newest record, but thought it was pretty damn cool and decided to play something off of it. The band is called The Stone, and they've put out nine records. So yeah, this new one is called Costernus, and that came out in March of this year through Immortal Frost Productions. And they're kind of hard to, to pin down as far as their sound goes, because it's... I'm just going to call it, like, extreme metal. I'm just going to leave it at that, because it's kind of some death metal elements in there, um, black metal elements in there. The vocals are just kind of somewhere in between but they use some real just twisted chords, like some real interesting chord choices um, in their, their riffing. It's very guitar-driven, very riff-driven, and uh, they just have some really interesting riffs, and, and they use some really interesting chords. But, um, yeah, that's kind of what struck me with them. I was like, okay, this feels nice and familiar, but unique at the same time, and uh, the production is very crystal clear. And it just works, you know, for, for this material, at least on this new one. I haven't, again, I haven't heard any of the previous eight albums because I've never heard of this band until recently. But, um, but yeah, um, I listened to this entire album, the new one, um, pretty recently. And, yeah, I was pretty pleased with it. So, yes, if you're like me and you've never heard of this band, <laughs> I suggest you check out, at the very least, this new album because I enjoyed it quite a bit. So here we go, off of their ninth record, Costernus. This is The Stone with Engulfed by the Abyss.
right, how cool was that? That's the stone from Serbia with Engulfed by the Abyss. Yeah, really surprised at how great that is. And maybe I'm just an idiot that everybody knows about this band and I'm just way late to the party. I have no idea. But uh, yeah, this has been a, a fun discovery for sure. Um, all right, we're jumping to Norway here. I think this is the first time in the episode. Nine songs in and we're just now jumping to Norway. Uh, this band is a super group of sorts. <laughs> it's uh, been around since 2008. It's The Wretched End, and I've played The Wretched End, oh, maybe just one other time, maybe twice, I'm not sure, but I know I played them on an episode way early on, you know, maybe like episode three or something. But uh, basically, this is Dominator, the drummer, now former drummer for Dark Funeral, and the live drummer for 1349, um, and I think he's still doing drums for Mirkskog as well, for live, you know, shows and things like that but uh, it's him it's Samoth from Emperor and it's uh, what the hell's his name Cosmo or whatever from from Cosmo Crater or whatever that other Norwegian band that I really haven't listened to much of but he doesn't really have a black metal voice it's just kind of this dirty more of a thrash voice I guess but it's it works with their material but, uh, so yeah, basically you have some, you know, some nice Samoth, kind of Zyklon or Emperor-type riffing, but with some fantastic drumming from Dominator and this kind of interesting vocal over it. And I've really enjoyed it. I've tried to introduce lots of other people to this band, and they seem to kind of shrug their shoulders at it and say, yeah, you know, it's fine, it's not bad, but I really love it. <laughs> so, so yeah, I... I have a lot of other things that I have to spend my money on, but I've had, there's been a couple of pieces of their merch that have been in my uh, crosshairs for probably the better part of a couple of years now, where I'm just like, if one of these days, if I find an extra $60 you know, in a coat pocket somewhere, I'm going to buy their you know hoodie or something like that. It'll never happen. But, um, but anyways, I really enjoy this band. They've done three records. There's one in 2010, then 2012, and then the most recent was 2016. Uh, I played something off of the third record the last time I played them, so I'm going to play something off of album number two. The debut's not bad, but they definitely did hit their stride with the second album and the third album. Third album, to me, has the best songs, but the weakest production. It's a weird production. This one has some great songs on it, and it has a more uh, punchy punchy production especially with the drums you can hear more of what's going on drum wise and uh, so for that reason even though I think the songs are a little bit better on the third record uh, this one's probably the one I, I go back to the most um, the album's called Inroads so that's the one that came out in 2012 album number two through indie recordings and yeah it's there's really no uh, weak spots on the record but uh, this one's a personal favorite of mine so here we go off of inroads this is the wretched end with black throne winter
was The Wretched End from Norway with Black Throne Winter. I need to correct myself there because the, the singer slash bass player um, in this band goes by Cosmo, but in, for whatever reason in my mind I thought he was a member of a band called Cosmo Crater, but that's actually just his full like pseudonym. <laughs> the band I'm thinking of that he was in is uh, Mind Grinder, and then he was also in that band Scum, which Samoth was also in along with Faust and some punk singer, you know, I, I didn't really like that, uh, that collaboration too much, but, uh, yeah, I really enjoy The Wretched End quite a bit. Um, okay, let's jump to Sweden here. This band has been around from 89 to 99, and then they kind of regrouped to do one more album in 2003, and they are definitely some, uh, some pioneers in the Swedish death metal scene, and, uh, one of the most creative bands in the whole scene there. That band is Edge of Sanity, and myself and Justin, and now Cody, because Cody wasn't really that well-versed in Edge of Sanity's discography, but then he just dove headfirst into it and listened to every album in order, and um, kind of reported back to us and said, this is fantastic, like I can't believe how good this is. So yeah, he's all in on Edge of Sanity uh, these days as well, but... Um, I'd say they were a big influence on the new Krigsgrove record as well. There's definitely some riffs in there that have been, you know, inspired by their their creativity back in the 90s. Um, the early, early albums of Edge of Sanity kind of fit more in the vein of what the other bands in the Stockholm scene were doing. But, um, yeah, by the time they got to, like, Purgatory Afterglow, they started uh, getting more experimental and then they really hit the full-blown experimental mode with uh, their fifth album. So I'm going to play something off of that. The album's called Crimson, came out in 1996. So that's their fifth record out of eight total. So um, this was released on, on Black Mark Productions. And yeah, this one is um, experimental with, you know, the, the cover art, the track listing no, there are no names of these songs it's literally just crimson part one crimson part two part three you know so they just kind of let the music do the talking really because it's not that uh crazy of you know of album art either so uh there's there's not much to distract from what's going on musically here but um but yeah they they just got experimental with song structure and uh it's just a fantastic album and um and they made Crimson Part 2, that's the one that they did in 2003, because they, as I said, existed from 89 to 99, but then they just kind of randomly put out one more record in 2003, and they've just kind of been done ever since. But that record in 2003 was Crimson Part 2, which is equally as good. Excellent record. Um, but yes, I, I've played Edge of Sanity before on some older episodes, and it's been kind of older songs. Uh, Purgatory Afterglow is still my favorite, so I know I've played at least one tune off of that on some older episodes. But here we go, off of the fifth album, Crimson, from 1996. This is Edge of Sanity with Crimson Part 5. <laughs>
I may have fucked that up. I can't remember if it if it ends that abruptly and just bleeds into the next one straight away. I may have messed up my uh, <laughs> my edit there. I have to double check. <laughs> I don't remember. But anyways, that was Edge of Sanity with Crimson Part 5. We're jumping to Australia here out of New South Wales. This band's been around since 03. They're called Pestilential Shadows, and uh, it's one that I really hadn't checked out until recently. But I was kind of surprised by their sound because a lot of their Australian counterparts uh, seem to kind of go for a much more experimental, kind of avant-garde vibe. Um, and these guys kind of opt for a more straightforward approach. And it's meant to be kind of aggressive, very straightforward black metal. And uh, the vocals, from what I can hear, the guy sounds pretty good. Like, I like the tone of his voice. But I wish they were louder because they're completely buried in the mix here. But uh, but the songs are good. And yeah, this is one that I think... Um, this is the only album of theirs I've heard, but it was something that somebody had just posted on Facebook and shared, you know, this record. So I just went ahead and checked it out and thought it was pretty good. So decided I would play something off of it. So the album is called Cursed. It came out in December of 06. It's their second album out of six. So they have, they're up to six at this point. Um, I can't even recall what label released this. It was definitely not one I have heard of, but, um... But yeah, the songs on it were good, and the riffing was good, and like I said, the vocals sounded good, but they're way too low in the mix. Um, I think I did check out a few of their other songs on Spotify, and you know, the, the mix is better <laughs> on some of these other records. But yeah, I dug this tune, so I'm going to play it for you now. So off of their second album, Cursed, this is Pestilential Shadows with Impaled by the Moon.
Alright, there we are. That was Pestilential Shadows from Australia with Impaled by the Moon. Very good riffs. Very good riffs. Um, I, I definitely want to check out more of their stuff. I haven't gotten around to it yet, but you know what? We got a fresh week, fresh work week coming up here, and I listen to a lot of music during the day when I'm working, so might as well dive into some of their stuff, right? So we're going back to Sweden here. This is a band that's been around since 05. It actually consists of a couple of uh, ex-members of uh, Entrails. Entrails is a... You know, even their right down to the logo, they're even copying uh, Entombed. It's just very much old-school Swedish death metal. But, uh, yeah, it's a couple of ex-members of that. But they're not doing a death metal thing here with this band. This is much more on the black metal side. Um, very melodic black metal. The band is called Istap. That's I-S-T-A-P-P. And they've only put out three records up to this point. They tend to kind of space them out uh, quite a bit. I want to say the first one came out in 2010, and then the second one in 2015, and the most recent one came out in 2019. I think that record's called The Insidious Star. Uh, I'm going to play something off of their second record. It is, to me, their strongest album. Great production. And I honestly haven't checked out the debut, so I really can't uh, rate them as far as all three of them go, but when I'm comparing the newest one to this one, uh, I still go back to this one a little more often, but um, the album is called Frostbitten, and that came out in August of 2015 through Trollzorn Records, which is a pretty sweet label name. <laughs> but yeah, really, really strong, melodic black metal, great riffing, great vocals. I think he's got a great voice, um, and it's just a band that not a lot of people seem to talk about, so I wanted to share so here we go off of their second record, Frostbitten. This is Istop with Fimble Winter. Yeah. 
Alright, that was Istop from Sweden with Fimble Winter, and that is a really, really strong album. Again, that record's called Frostbitten, and I would love to see that live one day. Uh, they would never come to the U.S., I'm quite certain of that, so I think my only chance would be to uh, go to some festival in Europe somewhere, and who knows when the hell that'll ever happen again. All right, we have reached that point. Final song of the episode. I want to thank everybody, of course, for listening. Thanks for telling other people about the podcast. Um, If you want to tell someone where they can listen, they can listen online at bloodandfireradio.podbean.com or on the free Podbean app. Uh, The entire catalog of episodes is also on Spotify. Any sort of uh, feedback or requests or suggestions, things like that, anything you want to tell me, you can email me at bloodandfireradio at gmail.com. And of course, please find and like the Facebook page because any sort of updates or questions for you, the listeners, uh, any sort of news about the podcast or upcoming episodes, it's all going to be posted there. And thanks for bearing with me here, uh, releasing this thing a day late. (laughs) So... I'll probably have this uh, posted Monday evening, because normally I I like to have it up and ready on Sunday evening uh, to start the week fresh, but yeah, this will be delayed a little bit, so uh, by Monday night, this thing should be posted, so you can give it a listen on Tuesday while you're you're working or something. Alright, let's finish strong here. This is a band out of Germany that's been around since 97 actually contains a couple of members of uh, Bethlehem, but uh, they're they're newer members. So the vocalist of this band joined Bethlehem and then uh, back in 2015 or 16, I think, and then the guitar player from this band just joined Bethlehem as a permanent member in 2019, I think. So uh, neither of them are, you know, original members of Bethlehem, but they're currently in there. So, But this band is one I had always heard of and never really checked out. Um... But yeah, I'm glad I have because <laughs> they're they're actually very good. Um, I've actually gone on record in saying that it's I don't typically like metal bands with female screaming singers, and it's not because they're female that has nothing to do with it. It is literally just the sound, the tone. Um, I can almost always tell that it's a female doing it. And it's because I can just tell that tone, and it just doesn't quite sound good to my ears. That's that's really it. So I'm not trying to be sexist here. It's just has nothing to do with the fact that they're women. It's just the sound doesn't work for me in most cases. But uh, for this band, she sounds great. And um, and even in Bethlehem, because they traditionally had male singers until they got her in the band, and she fits right in with their material. But, um, but yeah, this band is called Darkened Nocturne Slaughter Cult, and I had heard that name for a lot of years and just kind of never checked it out. No real reason why. Um, but yes, it's, it's something that I've gotten into recently, and they haven't really put out a weak record. Uh, everything that I've listened to throughout their discography has been really strong. Um, I'm going to play something off of their newest one. Uh, and I think that singer plays bass as well in this band, or guitar and vocals. I really should have looked that up. But uh, yeah, she kind of does does multiple things there, but she sounds great in this band. Um, but yes, their newest record is called Mardom, and that came out in uh, April of 2019. It's their sixth record overall, and that came out on War Anthem Records. But um, 
it's it's really strong stuff, really strong material, and I'm glad I I'm glad I finally checked them out. I really don't know what made me uh, put me off from it for as long as as it did, but uh, I'm glad I finally kind of made the effort to check out their not just this record but the older stuff as well. So. I will be back in two weeks. I see no reason why I would have a delay there, so I expect to be back in two weeks with episode 98. I already got my songs picked out for that one, so it should be pretty pretty easy to make it happen. So until then, thank you guys. Stay safe out there. We're getting a lot of COVID cases, you know, surging again, so just kind of stay vigilant, stay safe. And I'll see you guys in two weeks. So off of the sixth album, Mardom, this is Darkened Nocturne Slaughter Cult with A Beseechment Twofold. Cheers, everybody.
Yeah, man.